Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Just Go Love Yourself podcast with your host, Amanda Garrett. Today, I am with Alexis. She is one of my favorite people. Honestly, we met in 2021, and it was one of the best meetings I think that I could have had in my life. Uh, Alexis is a seasoned coach, facilitator, business professional, and a curriculum developer. She does a lot of things, people. After years of teaching and leading in a corporate setting, Alexis took the leap and started her own personal and professional development business. Since 2007, Alexis has helped hundreds of professionals and entrepreneurs breakthrough stuck plateaus to achieve even more from their careers, relationships, and health than they ever thought possible. Let me tell you, Alexis, she helped me through a lot of things. She was a coach that I I um, was, was coached by <laughs> back in 2021. And all of these things that I am telling you it really did change my life in a big way. She's trained and certified by the High Performance Institute. Alexis is a leading authority on the habits and practices of high performers with a science-backed curriculum and proven results. Yes. Alexis has been successfully coaching clients and teams locally and internationally, facilitating their self-growth. Many feel overwhelmed by life's demands. Her services aim to introduce clarity, confidence, and a growth mindset while teaching effective strategy that can be implemented immediately. Immediately. As soon as you do these things, your life gets better. <laughs> as a business owner, employee, and wife, and mom of two young boys, um, Alexis is here to help others achieve all of the same things that she has achieved in a big way obviously in different ways because we're all different but she just wants to help people with their relationships and their health and wellness and and keep them on track to continue to have the best life possible so alexis you changed my life so much in 2021 and by like i said by implementing these things my relationship got better with my husband and my family. And I was so incredibly burnt out back then. And I didn't know what to do. And I just came across you and that the rest is kind of history because it changed my life continuously for the last like two, three years. Right. So Alexis, I want to talk more about you. I want to know all the things. I know that I've already said some things, but I want you to kind of elaborate and, and go go on there. Hi, Alexis. Thanks for being here. Thank you so much for having me. And, you know, you are one of my favorite people. And I have to say, like, thank you so much for the beautiful words, but you did the work. You are somebody who shows up and does the hard work. So I'm happy to take a little bit of credit, but you, you need to take a lot of it because you did it. So um, thank you for having me. So yeah, so I, I do a lot of things. Uh, I'm in, I've got kind of my hands in many cookie jars and that's kind of the way I like it. Um, but in order to do that, I have to have some, uh, some routines, some strategies. I have to have like a framework to be able to take on all the things without burning myself out or wrecking my own relationships or health. And so, um, I haven't always been perfect at it and, uh, I've had to learn myself over, uh, geez, I mean, quite some time, not just, I wouldn't say just the last little bit. Um, I've kind of just been in the 
world of high performance since 2019, but I was a life coach um, since 2007. I know it's so long ago <laughs> and it's hard to even get it out of our mouths, but for a long time. And so <laughs> it's been, it's been a real journey for me, but I feel like um, it's something I'm at the point where uh, I'd love to be able to share some of these things and help guide other people through, through their journeys as well. Yeah. And you, you, you do it so beautifully. You're, I've, I mean, I've had a lot of coaches and I lo have loved them all, but you're one that still shows up in my head, like consistently, I would say probably once a week, I think of you, like, you know, because I just felt such a, a large connection with you, um, throughout our journey that I was with you for a year. I was with you and, you know, we had some, you know, you get really deep with coaching and, and, uh, I mean, obviously if you need something further then then get that help as well. And I did that actually having Alexis as a coach led me to finally speaking to a counselor that helped me through some really deep work that I needed to, to go through in order to continue to thrive and do all the things that Alexis was helping me to do. So highly suggest coaching, but also do, do go and get the help you need from someone else for sure. Right. So Alexis, how, like you are like the master of all of these <laughs> The, these, uh, you know, clarity, confidence and growth mindset, you're like the master of these strategies. How do you really implement them into your own life and routine that so that you continue when life happen moments come up, you know, what, what do you do then? Well, for me, I mean, everything being a coach, everything does come back to mindset for me. So that's always, that's where I've always started. And when I feel, and like, you know, Sure. I, I love, you can call me master of all the things all day. I love it. But, <laughs> but I also struggle. Like, I think that's, I think that's sure, a, a key human. point to share is that, um, I have, I have all of, I mean, like literally like the, all those books behind me are all personal development. I have binders and binders of information and strategies and things that I've, I've built or, you know, um, kind of gathered throughout the years, but I still struggle too. Things still happen in my life every day that I have to be able to work through. And so for me, I kind of have a bit of a process. And the first one is like going back to mindset and just understanding that, you know, there's always going to be stress in the world. If as soon as I step outside myself, stress, right? But my internal world doesn't have to be at like a max stress level all the time. I get to control that. So when I'm kind of feeling spun out, I'm feeling all the things and it's really hard. I'm like, okay, that is happening, that circumstance, whatever's going on in my life, that is happening outside of me. What's happening inside of me? And so I go back to my core values. Um, and I have, you know, a handful of them that I hold really, really close. And I go back. And if it's a matter of, you know, I've got to make a, a tough decision, I always go back to those, you know, I have seven. I always say three to five to my clients, but I'm an overachiever. So I have seven. Uh, <laughs> and I, I, but I go back and I say, are, is this decision or maybe the, the, the path that I have to take, what is in alignment with what's truly important to me? And I, I think this is my number one kind of strategy for regrouping or recentering myself in a stressful situation. Um, so it might mean, you know, if it's not in alignment, I think, okay, how do I get in alignment with myself right now? And kind of looking at the options that I have. So that might be stopping a conversation that might mean ending a relationship that might mean, um, you know, 
possibly changing a job or turning down a, a job or a project. Um, whatever it might mean, might mean having a certain conversation to bring integrity, which is very important to me back into, you know, my relationship with that person. So it starts with kind of going back, taking that internal temperature and saying, okay, like it's, it's boiling, it's, you know, 30 degrees out there, but how can I lower the temperature inside and be more peaceful and more calm? And that for me starts with my values and whether I'm living in alignment with them or not. That is so beautiful. I must say that values is something I believe that's like the top of list for these types of to to ha- manage your stress, right? Because if you're not looking, and you explained this so well, but if you're not looking within yourself to see where things are kind of not aligning, then of course you're going to be stressed. Of course your body is going to get into disease. Of course you're going to have soreness and all the things and get sick and whatever it may be because you're not paying attention. And that's the biggest thing is self-awareness, right? So self-awareness brings us into our core values, which then helps us stay integral to, to those, right? So Oh, I just love that. I love this conversation so much. I think it's so important for people to realize that we have control. And I love that you said that, that you are the one that's in control of what's going on inside of you. Sure, we can't always control the things outside of us, but we sure as heck can deal with what's going on right here, right? So that is that is huge, 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 huge. So what's your routine like? What do you what do you do on a daily that really helps you to ground to to um, be really involved in your values to like every single day. Um, because I'm sure like, and I know because I also do it. And I know a lot of women who are in the same space as us, especially we're always doing our best to have the habits and rituals that make sense for us to, to be able to go out in the world and make change. So what are your routines and things like that, that really help you to do that? Yeah. And I love two things that you said. I love what you daily you said, because, you know, this isn't, you know, stress management, whether you're talking about just, you know, figuring out just a a stress management system, it's not, you know, you can't figure that out in the moment that you're stressed. So it does have to be a daily routine of how you can bring your yourself back down to balance just, or just pour into yourself, whether you call it, you know, replenishment or whatever it is, it does have to be a daily and often multi, you know, time, multiple times a day. Um, because once you build that habit, when the stressful event happens, you've already got that habit built in. So I love that you said daily. And then the other thing you said is for you and, and understand that what works for me may not work for you. It's worth a shot, right? I mean, I got my ideas probably from somewhere else too, and then adapted them to, to fit me places. totally. So, so steal them if they work for you, but understand sometimes it is a trial and error thing as to what really can help, you know, you manage those, those challenging emotions. But, um, one of the things is, is understanding the mind body connection. So I'm the type of person that if I'm experiencing heavy emotion, like I will want to just sit, maybe like curl up on a couch, curl into bed, or even just sit at my desk and like kind of power through work as a way of like, you know, not thinking about things that are going on. But when I under, when I really understood the mind body connection and how quickly that if you're, let's say you've got some negative feelings, you've got some really heaviness sitting with you simply by getting up forcing yourself to go for a walk around the block, take the stairs, go up, you know, whatever it is, just changing the physical, you know, you, where you're, where you are can for everyone can work wonders. Um, but when you sit there or no matter what it is and you're not moving, it's like those emotions have nowhere to go. That energy has nowhere to go. And so 
um, that's one thing I try to make sure that I've got different things throughout the day where maybe it's a walk with the dog on, at lunchtime. Um, my schedule is kind of all over the place. I'm not kind of working from home or working in an office every single day. Um, so just depending on what it is, I kind of have different little habits for each, but, but that getting up and moving when I feel those heavy emotions, um, is definitely something that I do every single day. Um, and then understanding too, that it doesn't have to be big things. Like these don't have to be big, massive, um, things you do. Sometimes I've gotten really into breath work lately. Um, mm -hmm. so starting my day with really intentional breathing. And this was something I, I mean, I've known the power of breath work for a long time, but, it, but when I take really deep breaths, I get really lightheaded off easily and don't feel good. And so I really had to ease my way into it, but now I've, I've kind of, um, figured out a way for me to be able to incorporate into my life. So first thing in the morning, I start off with like the Wim Hof, you know, the basic breathing for beginners. Like I literally Googled it yeah. and watched it on YouTube um, where you take like 30 breaths and you do three sets just to get the oxygen in. Cause I think that was something for me is that I tend to hold my breath when I get stressed and, and not even stress, just like, you know, the normal stress of work or whatever. Um, so I do that in the morning, but then when I have these transition periods, and I know, you know, what transitions are, cause we've talked a lot about it, but where you go from one activity to another, that's my cue. That's like a trigger for me to say, okay, 10 to 30 seconds of, of those deep breathing, those deep breaths that has really been super helpful for me. Um, and then when you're focusing on your breath, you're not focusing on the problem. You're not focusing on the next task or, act, or like activity. It's just that moment for yourself. And when I started to incorporate these on the daily, I started to, to really feel the results of feeling more at ease, feeling more peaceful, more relaxed. And I could kind of like switch into that mode when I wanted to, like, I knew my next breathing, you know, my next transition is coming. And I'm like, my body's always like, oh, you're going to be calm in like 30 seconds. Right. <laughs> so it was like, and it was like reverse addiction, like, you know, yeah. or like a positive addiction. It's, like a, it's a good one. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and then the third thing I would say, like that for me is, is daily for sure weekly. And I, I try my best to do it daily, um, is, um, like a self-awareness style journaling. So, um, for me during the week, my weeks are busy. I've got two little kids they've got activities coming up the wazoo. I've got lots of projects on the go. So I, I, for me, journaling, sitting down to take an hour that just doesn't work with my lifestyle right now. I love it when I have the time, but for me, just having a notebook with my values and the things that were the things that I'm working on, I will rate myself on a scale of one to 10 in like four or five areas. And then on a Friday or a Saturday, I will look back at the week and be like, okay, Ooh, I rated myself a two in like the motherhood section, what happened? Right. And I'll be like, Oh yeah, I was, I didn't take the time for myself. I was super impatient. I didn't prepare well. So I was stressed in the mornings and I yelled at the kids every single day on the way to school. Like, and instead of judging myself, right. I will mm -hmm. say, okay, that happened. I can't go back and change it. But now what, what am I going to do differently in the upcoming week or this weekend? Or, you know, if I feel really disconnected, like because my kids are young, it's really important for me to make sure I'm building a positive relationship with them now. And so I can't leave it a month of not connecting with my six-year-old. Like, you know what I mean? It's, that's just not that you just, you know, but, and now we're present, like we're present and we're good parents, but are you actually mentally present? Like we're physically there, but have, was I sitting on my phone while they just wanted me to watch the movie with them, you know? So I score myself. And then at the end of the week, I can look back and be like, okay. And then now I have a got like a map for a roadmap for next week of what my priorities are. 
I love that so much. I think that was one of my favorite things that you you taught me was to do the rating because it really like there's self-awareness and then it goes like that step further because now you're really witnessing who you're being. Mm -hmm. And when you witness who you're being, it changes everything. Right. So if you witness who you're being, you witness that you're being a jerk, then you're able to be like, hey, do I want to continue to be this person or do I want to be who I really am, who is actually kind and loving? And and so what's really going on here? Why am I feeling like I'm like a jerky? You know, (laughs) how am I? Why am I feeling like this? What's really going on? And you go a little bit deeper. And I love that you you just rate yourself all week and then you can do the reflection um and and that's great because busy right and yeah. and not in a bad way at all just like productive moving through things being in like um you're rippling things out into the world that are really fantastic and so you don't always have time to make sure that you're checking in so you are actually checking in but you're just doing it in a way that makes sense for you in in the moment that you're in right now so i love that so much um i also love that you you said that you have um so you have habits for each um, day, right? So it's not necessarily the same because your life is different. So sometimes you're at home, sometimes you're um, in the office. And so you have different rituals for each day, which is fantastic, which just shows that not everybody has to do the 5am, you know, club at all, yeah. unless that's what you want to do. But if you really are like, oh, I don't want to do then don't do it because it's going to make your life stressful. You're going yeah. to make more cortisol in your body than you need because you're doing something you don't want to do. Right. So I love all of that. So, so, so much. I love that you, um, I also love that you didn't talk about like a straight, like routine, everything you do in a day, because your days are so different. And, um, and that's really good. I'm like that too. I also like to change things up. I don't like things being the same every single day. Um, like this morning was completely different for me. I mean, I normally do my breath work again in the mornings. Um, but this morning I I've been falling in, into the this book, um, which is called fast, like a girl, uh, and it helps you with your yep. hormones. Yeah. I, I did that I got one? a couple of weeks ago and yeah. I've, I've started myself on the, uh, the different fasting schedule. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Fantastic. Right. It's a, oh man, I, and I'm halfway through, I started it yesterday morning and I'm like, I can't put it down. Uh, you know, so I read this morning, um, after I did my breath work and my meditation, and then I did a workout, you know, and I did a workout that felt good. I didn't push myself. I didn't, I didn't, oh, I got to get to the gym. Like if you don't feel that, then don't. Right. So today it's a bit cooler. It's not sunny. I didn't go for my walk. I did my walking dance workout that I found on YouTube, you know, (laughs) because it's fun. It's 20 minutes. Then I had a shower, got ready for this. And here we are. Right. So, and I mean, obviously not everybody can do that because I am a business owner. I make my own hours so I can kind of have free range of how I live my life. And that's beautiful. Right. But you can do this in a way, even if you work nine to five, right. Hundred percent, a hundred percent. I, I mean, I work up at the college. I am a business professor, uh, professor, and I also run the entrepreneurship program there. So, um, it looks differently, and I'm not just sitting in an office. Sometimes I'm in a classroom. Sometimes I'm in a boardroom. Like it just depends on what's happening that day. But the kind of the the thought process is the same, right? Um, after a meeting, I always make a point of 
taking the long way back to like the office. And if I'm in my office right after a meeting, I'm like, gotta go use the washroom. And I go and I spend, you know, five to 10 minutes. I walk at a quick clip and I do a lap of the college and, and then come back. And just to get the blood going before I throw myself from a meeting now into say focused work where I'm, you know, maybe doing some curriculum development or content or something like that. So it's like, it's the same it's the same framework, no matter where I am, the environment might change. And I just kind of use the framework in that environment. So yeah, it's, it's really important to figure out what works for you because, um, I always say it is, it is unfortunately trial and error, right. Um, that you have to figure out what truly makes you feel at peace, what truly allows you to relax, to bring your, your body and your nervous system right back down, not just the feeling of feeling peaceful, but I mean, I know people that seem calm and they inside they're internally just like all over the place right like just a ball of like anxious energy so Mm -hmm. what actually helps to calm that and a lot of time it's that mind-body connection so whether it's moving or calming things down and figuring out what what pattern of breath work is going to help you to to de-stimulate your nervous system and I think that's key yeah, for sure. Oh my gosh. So self-care, you've talked a bit about that. Um, so for me, I like to talk about how self-care doesn't mean that you have to go get your nails done. Um, right. So you talked about walking, you talked about breathing, you talked about intentionally listening to your body, which is so incredibly important. So what other self-care things that you do that I mean, yes, getting your hair done, that feels fantastic. That is definitely a self-care thing. But it's also like, do you have a ritual for washing your face at night? And when you wash your face, do you do something? Do you think certain things, right? Like that is self-care, paying attention. So do you do things like that? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm a full-blown extrovert. Like I get charged up by other people. If I have, I like a little bit of time on my own, but if Mm -hmm. I find that if I'm not able to express myself with other people, that's what starts to stress me out a little bit or gets that like, you know, not so great energy going. So, um, you know, and it's hard when you have young kids, a business or a really busy career and they're like, oh, and a social life. What do you mean? Like, (laughs) how is that possible? (laughs) But I learned that it, you know, for me, carving out some of that time with like really like old and dear friends that I can truly be myself, whether that means, you know, just venting about things, um, you know, whether that means just being like our high school selves and just being silly, <laughs> like I need those things more often than not. Like I need them more than just once or twice a year. Um, mm-hmm. Adventure is a big thing for me. Like if I am just stuck, like COVID was so hard for me because we couldn't do fun things like we we figured some things out but like to actually go and you know so so my kind of self-care like isn't as much you know a lot of people take a bath you know do those relaxing things for me it's like getting right back in in tune with my with what lights me up that for me is a form of self-care because then it allows me to come back and focus when I need to focus um now the one like really I have a hot tub and I never thought I'd be a hot tub person, but when we moved into this house, there was a hot tub already here. And I was like, oh, I don't want it. I don't want the upkeep. And it's actually a really great form of self-care for me. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I used to like schedule my hot tub sessions in, I mean, I still do, but I, I did really like through COVID, like in my agenda, like in my work agenda, it would just yeah. say like HT, like 5 PM or whatever it was so that I wouldn't forget to do it because 
that was also something that I would put on. I was big into audiobooks, um, listening to audiobooks or podcasts. I would like put my phone like on the speaker, grab myself a drink, whatever it might be, and go chill in the hot tub for 20 minutes. And that would just be the time for me, like out of my house, out of my office, just that was just just that time for me that really allowed me to recharge. Um, and I, so I scheduled it in. So that was definitely, that's kind of, I think, um, a more, I guess, relaxing type of, of self-care that I kind of keep in my, in my arsenal to make sure that I, I have that time as well. But yeah, it's, it's getting back in touch with the things that really like light me up. And usually that means either adventure or connection. And so yeah. when I feel too isolated, then a lot of those negative feelings start to creep in for me. Sure. sure. And I, I love that because it's like, so I have this thing that I do that's like a joy list um, that I learned from another coach. And so like you write all the things that you're joyful about um, that bring you joy, whatever it is. And think back to when you were a kid, right? Yeah. And what brings you joy. And so you... I love that you see that as self-care and it really is. And so many people I think are starting to, but it's still not everybody's getting it. So if you're here and you needed this, here you are. Let's choose some joy that you really love and listen to yourself and know what you need. For me, I have dance parties consistently throughout the day. Like it's just a part of who I am. I think in another life, I was a dancer for sure. Um, because I am not, I've never done dancing. Uh, I did some salsa lessons when I was in my twenties, but you know, like I never was a dancer, but I know it's part of me. So I know that when I do that and it gets your oxytocin going, which is huge. And because you've read this book, you know, it's already, it's like in me, but that is so helpful with balancing your, your sexual hormones, which is amazing. I like the thing. I love science. Like just so much. <laughs> right. But I, I just love that you're, you've learned how to overflow your cup because I know that when you overflow your cup, you're giving people the overflow and not what's in your cup. What's yeah. in your cup is for you. Yes. Right. Oh, I love and that. So, right. What's in your cup is for you. Everything coming overflowing is for everyone else. Yeah. And that's why we fill our cups because yes. if we don't, then we turn into that cranky mom that, or, or dad or whoever that just isn't really listening to themselves. Yeah. Right. And, and, and no one's getting our best and they deserve it. Just like we deserve theirs. Right. Yeah. And, and when they're not giving us their best, we can, because we are at our best, we can handle whatever's happening for them. And, yes, you yes. know, as when we support each other, like our kids, they're not going to always be nice to us. Right. Because right. they're little, we both have six-year-olds. Mm -hmm. So it's like, and at different stages too, because I also have teenagers, mm -hmm. you know, and, and they're not always going to be nice, but if you're, if you are filled up and overflowing, then you can give them what they need to move through whatever emotion they're having. And yeah. it teaches them how to do the same. A hundred percent. Right. Yeah. I love that. I love this conversation so much. Uh, okay. Well, um, stress management, we touched on a little bit. I mean, it all really is stress management. Um, and the, like the program that I have stress management 101, it, it talks all about, you know, routine and planning, listen to your body. Um, and then we talk about 
activations and triggers, like things that come up in life, which we've talked about, right? Um, and then play, which is our joy list. Um, and then community and support. So that's having a coach, having a group of women, like you talked about that you need your friends, you need to be able to be who you are and express yourself and, and share deeply things that might be troubling you and, and, you know, just have that, like people who lift you up and that overflows your cup. Oh, <laughs> so good. Yes. So is there any other thing like tip that you would give about stress management about um, any of this that we've talked about? What's your, like your number one thing that you would tell people? Um, I would, I would say my number one is that, you know, is that con is the idea of like building the resilience and building the practices before you actually need them. But I think too, is understanding that we live li our lives in seasons. And so what worked for last season may not work for this season. And so that's why I think whether you have a journaling practice or something like I do with like the rating and I do jot like some notes down, like why did I rate myself a two or a 10 or whatever? Um, if you're not constantly learning from yourself, you're going to mm -hmm. fall behind and you're going to fall victim to the circumstances that you find yourself in. And so, um, I think that having that self-awareness practice, whatever it might be, whatever it might look like for you to understand that, Ooh, the breathwork, well, I was rocking it last season. It was really helping me, but I don't know, it's not doing, it's not doing it anymore. Not to say abandon it, but what can I add to it? Or what might I need to take away from this season of life? Like, you know, I used to be the kind of person that was like, you know, complaining doesn't serve you. Don't, you know, don't, why waste your time complaining or being negative or venting, whatever. Um, and then I just went through probably the toughest year of my life to date. Um, I lost four very close people to me in a year. Um, one being my dad and one being my mother-in-law. Um, my best friend's dad, my best friend of 30 years, her dad. So it was like another father figure in my life. And then my aunt just a few months ago. So this was all this year. Like my aunt, my, my mother-in-law passed, um, last year in 2022. And then my dad at the start of this one. And I was like, okay, I've never dealt with this level and size of just grief and loss and anger and all of those, like just negative, um, feelings. And I was like, I got to a point halfway through last year when, um, I knew we were going to lose my best friend's dad. And I was like, okay, I like, this is too much, like flat out. Like it's too much. I don't know what to do now because every new loss is just reminding me of the last one. And all of those, all of that grief is compounding. And, um, I was so mad and I was just like, I don't know how to deal with this. And then uh, one day I was like, well, I know journaling is good for this stuff. And I literally gave myself like a 10 minute, I called it the rage page. Yes. And I wrote the most awful thing, <laughs> like just the mo, all the anger, the why, the why him, why her, why me? Like, this is unfair. Like every lots of colorful language came out in that rage page. <laughs> I had to burn it or like really get rid of it. So my kids never found it, but like, that was so therapeutic for me to like, get that out of my body, like get that out of my yeah. system. And that became a tool that I just needed in that season. Now I haven't done it in a little, in a couple months, but I haven't needed to, but in that like two, three month period where all that compounding grief was just becoming way too heavy for me to carry. And I would talk to people, but I mean, 
I have a wonderful support system, but even that it's like, they're also grieving, you know, my husband's wonderful, but he lost his mom. And then my dad lived with us. So, you know, we were all very close. So he lost him too. Like, so you have that also that guilt of dumping it on other people where this practice I found, I felt like I lost five pounds every time I dumped this on the paper and I didn't have to censor myself. If I wanted to curse, like a trucker, I did like, it was just all in there. And afterwards I was like, Oh, like I'm, it's a little sweaty from writing all of that. But like, that's, that's the tool that I needed to get me through a good, like two months, like yeah. summer and into the, into September. And like, I never thought I'd need that. And I never even, I've never used it before, but it served its purpose in that time. And now it's like back of my head in my toolbox. If I ever go through that again, Hey, let's try that again. May not be something I need on the daily or on the weekly, but it is something now that I've added. So that would be my big thing is just like, try and take a step back and say, okay, what season am I in? Let's try the, the tried and true, like what, what I know works, but if those are failing me for the season, okay, what do I need to add to the toolbox? Yeah, for sure. And that, that's so, that's it. I'm so sorry for all your thoughts. That's uh that's tough. That's really tough, but th- that's the thing about having a consistent daily stress management self-care routine Mm -hmm. it allows you to move through these things that are inevitable right that life happens things happen that horrible things happen I know I've been through my own stuff this year too and it's who you are being when it happens because of all the work you've done before something happens right it's it will save you. It mm. will serve you hugely if you decide to choose yourself right now in this moment and just move in a different way. Because then you can move differently, more slowly, more compassionately towards yourself when those hard times happen. Yeah. And that's exactly what you did. And you witnessed so much and you. And you were just like, yeah, I'm going to do this. I, I know I've done some rage writing myself and it, it does help. Um, and also like screaming in a pillow, silent screaming, clapping really loud, like doing so it. You have to move the energy, like you said before, because um, emotions are energy in motion. And if we don't move them, they stay and then we get sick and we all the things. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. I love that. That is a fantastic tip to, to just end with there, because I think that will help so many people. If you felt a, a, a calling for that, go just start now, do that now, start your, start your self-care, start your stress management, or just know that you can continue and it's working. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's, it's those daily habits and routines that I had, I think that got me through the early days, like that allowed me to keep taking care of my family, keep being there for my other family members. And then once it got to that point where I was like, okay, these, these aren't working anymore. I need to, I need to add to, I need to find out another, I find, find, I've moved into another season now. So I need to, I need to up my game and, and uh, yeah. Yeah, I think it's just, and I think it really does all start with that self-awareness and and having a practice of self-awareness. Yeah, 
totally amazing. I love it so much, Alexis. Thank you so much um, for sharing all your insight. I think this is really beneficial. And I, I really do feel like this, this conversation is helping at least one person. So thank you. I mean, I even feel like more motivated to continue, you know, and I hope you do as well. So where can everybody find you, Alexis? Where, where do you hang out most? For sure. Um, I, I hang out most probably on Instagram or LinkedIn. Um, and I have a website, selexislenahan.com. Um, you can check out more of my stuff there, but yeah, I'd say Instagram probably is where I spend most of my time. Um, and yeah, I'd love to connect with, with anyone. Yeah. And I highly suggest following Alexis, go check her out. Uh, everything's going to be in the description so you can head over to the links and, and find her, follow her, reach out, whatever it is you need. I know that she can help you in a really big way. Thanks so much for being here, Alexis. I love you so much. And, um, thank you for all the listeners on the just go love yourself podcast. Just go love yourself. Honestly, we love you. Goodbye. <laughs>